This is the Rise of the Young Podcast, bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era. Hosted by 17-year-old entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and branding expert, Casey Adams. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young Podcast. Today, episode 44, we got the man Caleb Maddox with us today. Super honored to have you on, man. Dude, the one and only Casey Adams is an honor to be on, bro. I know we did a, a podcast earlier. It was the first ever interview, which was really cool. I'm excited to drop some more value now, man. Casey's killing the game every single day. so For sure. Um, I appreciate that. So, yeah, so everyone, I'm going to let Caleb do a little brief intro. I'm sure a lot of you guys know about what he does, who he is, but I want Caleb to just let out who he is and kind of what he wants to talk about in this thing and the value that he wants to provide. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Caleb Maddox. I'm 16 years old. And I'm an entrepreneur and I wake up every single day sitting there and thinking, how can I provide the most value to the world, make the biggest difference and make the biggest impact? One of our number one focuses right now that my dad and I have, because we both uh, live in St. Petersburg, Florida, we're business partners. We do a whole bunch of things together. One of our main focuses currently is uh, Maddox Publishing, um, where we're helping authors publish books. So we're on a mission to publish 10,000 authors books. Um, so we're just out here hustling, making that happen on a daily basis. But like I said, really just about impact, always putting out as much content as I can on social media, doing interviews. And uh, because of that mindset, that's why I've had the privilege to have videos that have reached 40 million people and hang out with some of the coolest people in the world and make a lot of money doing it and stop people from committing suicide and all this stuff. It's really just uh, comes from the mindset of, of impact. For sure, for sure. So when it comes to um, just like your story, I know that we met on social media, we connected on that, and that like, you were hanging out with all these people, whether that be Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk. When it comes to you being 16, what's something that, what's like, how did you position yourself to start connecting with all these great people? And like, it's just crazy, because I know when we first connected, it's like, it's just so crazy to see someone crushing it so young. So what, what's been like your journey to like connect with like A-game players? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's it's definitely intimidating because when you hang out with these people, you're like, man, I'm 16 years old. You know, back in the day, I was 14 years old when I was with these people. It's like, bro, how do I even deserve to be in here? So I think there's a balance. I think the first thing is you need to have unstoppable, insane confidence. You know, way too many people doubt themselves and they, they see these people and they think, you know, wow, that's, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whenever I was like in his house, right, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. But what you need to be thinking, how I think is, yeah, that may be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but by the time I'm his age, I'm also going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Kind of having that mindset of knowing, you know, yes, uh, it's an honor to be with these people. The exact same time, I deserve it. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. And when you have that confidence, um, that's what draws these people to you. And I didn't back down. You know, I, you know, just because, you know, I remember I'd be in the office of Grant Cardone and he'd be throwing stuff at me, um, like little, you know, different things going back and forth. And I wouldn't back down. I would stick my ground. The exact same time, there's also the other side, the, the other balance, which is, you have to understand uh, a, lot, uh, a huge level of humility. You got to balance out at the exact same time. I think one of the problems with young entrepreneurs is that they don't think highly of themselves. And then another problem is they think too highly of themselves. Yeah. And uh, you know, I kind of have that balance where I understand, you know what, no matter what I can say or do positioning wise, you know, if I'm in a room with Michael Jordan, there's no way that I can position myself higher than Michael Jordan, right? Because <laughs> he's Michael Jordan. And when you understand that, you have that level of humility at the same time of like, Man, it's an honor, like having gratitude, having a hunger to learn and not doing the majority of the talking. That's what attracts these influencers and celebrities and people to uh, want to be connected to you. For sure. So I want to talk about writing a book. I know um, this same thing when we first connected, you had, I think it was like 
two or three books out at the time. I'm not really sure the exact number, but let the people know, like, what has writing a book done for you? How many books have you wrote? What's, like, the main core principles that you've gotten from writing books? Just, I, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. So I wrote my first book whenever I was 13 years old. Um, I really started pushing it hard whenever I just turned 14. Um, and a book absolutely changed my life. I wrote my first book, Keys to Success for Kids, uh, <laughs> just inspiring kids because, you know, I had my whole life story of going from being very insecure to having confidence, making a whole bunch of money, etc. I wanted to put that into a book format. At that point, I was a nobody, had no following, etc., right? And after writing the book, it literally completely blew up and changed my brand. Uh, it led to me being on national television in front of 8 million people. Obviously, that's a, you know, it wasn't just like I wrote the book and it all happened. There was a lot of hustle, a lot of hard work that went in with it. But it led to me being on national TV in front of 8 million people, being invited to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, hanging out with Sylvester Stallone, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Lewis Howes, Russell Brunson, Kevin Harrington, the list goes on. Right. Uh, it led to me uh, being featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Success Magazine, uh, uh, you know, being voted in the top 20 most motivational people on the planet, being voted in the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30. It all led from just writing that first book. Um, and now I'm, you know, at the place where I've written nine books. I write a book every single month uh, that I produce. Um, so the 10th one will be coming out pretty soon. Looking forward to that one. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, writing a book it, it, that has, it's really increased credibility and build a brand. And the way that my dad and I look at it is a book is really a new, is the new business card. You know, all these people show up to events with like business cards and stuff like that. That's so cliche. So many people do that at, you know, with these, like whenever I first met Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, I remember what I did is I took my book and I gave it to him. And that's what like switched it as he was, didn't think of me. This wasn't like a typical business card. So writing a book has been, uh, has been huge and has been one of the foundational reasons to why I am where I am today. That's, that's badass. So, so for writing a book, I know there's a lot of people probably listening. It's like, where do you even start? Like, whether that be getting your thoughts down as like some practical tips. If you were to like, if someone came up to you and said, Caleb, how do I write my book? Like, what's some things that you guys always make sure that you tell people that you're working with once they're actually committed mentally to actually wanting to write it? So I think the first step is this, and this is just like, you know, with anything, right? You, you know, I would say this, you can't score without a goal. And one of the other reasons people fail is because they don't have anything to succeed at because they have nothing that they're shooting for. Like if you look at the word success, it means to hit a target. And you can't hit a target unless you actually set one. So I think just like in anything, you know, you know, you're trying to make more money, you can't just say I want to make more money. You gotta get specific with the number by when, get that goal clear. But it's the, it's the exact same thing with the book. Um the first thing I would say is number one, set a deadline, because you're dead without a deadline. You have to have somewhere that you're looking to hit. I think the next step would be is set the goal of like, what do you want the reader to get out of it? And this is the number one thing. You know, every single time that my dad and I uh sit down to write a book, you know, because we write, we've written 18 books combined. What we do is we create a little, uh, we'll get a notepad and we'll put a frowny face on the left side <laughs> and a smiley face on the right side. And then we'll put like six little dashes and then we'll put that right there. And then we'll like say, okay, where's this frowny face? Who is this person? And we'll say, you know what, you know, let's say like, I wrote this book, uh, how to have unstoppable confidence, right? It's all for kids. So whenever I was writing this book, I sat down and I said, okay, where are they at? They're insecure. Uh, they get picked on and bullied. They don't know how to talk to people. They get, you know, they're shy, whatever it is. And I write on the other part of the page. I'll write, uh, I'll have a smiley face and I'll put where they at now. They're confident. They can talk to anybody they want to. They have, you know, that, that mindset. They're, they, uh, they, whenever they get picked on, it fires them up rather than discourages them. Right. I have that. And I say, okay, what are the steps that they need to take to get there? And honestly, that's the secret. Like the problem with most people when they write a book and create content on YouTube or whatever the thing is, 
And so you just think about what's the best quote or what's the best uh, video editing or whatever it is. And then think about how can I actually get the results? Like, how can I get this? And that's how we go about writing a book is like, where are they at? Where do they want to be? And then literally the book is just getting them there. And if you accomplish that, it doesn't matter how you get it done. If you get that done, that's going to be a book that, that's a bestseller. And that's going to be a piece of content, no matter if that's on YouTube, Facebook. That's how I think about my Facebook videos. Yeah. You know, the one that has uh, 18 million views, right? I remember whenever I was doing it, I was thinking about the concept for the, uh, the video. So what I did is, it's okay. I, I did this mentally. I didn't actually write it out, but I did it mentally. Where are they at? Well, this is a parent, and they don't have their kid doing personal growth at all. And I said, where do I want them to be? I want their kid to be reading books every single week. And I just thought, what can I say in this two-minute video that's going to get them from point A to point B? And guess what? That video has reached 40 million people. Why? Because when you get the result, you get the results. Okay? So that's, that's the end of the day. I like that's, that's the book writing uh, philosophy we have. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it, but that's the main bulk of it. That's, that's what's up. I, mean, I feel like even for like having a book, cause I know like when I wrote my book, it just opens up opportunity. And I, I would say even for you, like once I kind of started learning about you, it's like, you know, someone has a book just due to like the branding material or anything. So I think it's super valuable for everyone listening. But I remember one time you told me, cause I want to talk about public speaking. I know that you've been able to travel, speak with amazing people. So I just wanted you to tell a story that we talked about. I think it was in San Diego where it's like, you had to be the speaker for Arnold Schwarzenegger in Australia when you were like 14, right? So I just want you to tell that story because I think it was super cool. And I feel like a lot of people could just see like where you were at 14 versus like maybe where they are versus like your mindset then. So just tell, just tell people that story. I think that'd be dope. Yeah. So here's, here's the gist of how that all went down wherever I replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger at an event. So long story short, I was having this, um, this one day that was like super rough and it had, it had come like I was an entire slump for, the entire month just wasn't feeling good uh you know i don't know if i can word it as i was depressed but i felt like i was like i was just in a low low place and um i thought i can hustle my way out of it so one day i was just making sales calls boom 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 boom. you know most people whenever they're having hard times they just try to push through it which is good sometimes that's what you need to do but i was trying this and it wasn't working i was getting more discouraged every phone call it was all going downhill none of it was uh it wasn't flowing for me so calls 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 and i was like dude nothing is going good and I remembered something that uh, that I had thought about uh, you know a couple months earlier, and that is this: when nothing is going good for you, go do something good for somebody else. So I, I sat down and thought, you know what, nothing's going good for me right now, so I might as well just go do something good for somebody else. So what I did is I went out and I uh, I gave a couple of sleeping bags to some homeless people. I gave a hundred dollar bill to a single mother. I uh, you know gave my uh, my program to three fatherless kids for completely free. They didn't have a dad. I gave it to them for free because. They were, you know, their single mothers couldn't afford it. So I gave them my program for free. And literally for just like an hour and a half straight, I just went out and gave, just gave, 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 gave. And the next thing you know, I got a message from this guy and uh, his name is Glenn Twiddle. And it's really cool. Like the entire, you know, the entire story of like now what's happened after meeting him is unbelievable. But I got this message from Glenn Twiddle. He has an Australian accent because he's Australian. He was like, Hey mate, what's up, man? It's, you know, it's Glenn Twiddle here uh, for, you know, from Sydney, Australia. And uh, he said, how would you like to come out to Sydney, Australia? Uh, I'm not going to attempt to do the Australian accent anymore, so I'll, I'll go back to my. But he was like, "I'm from, you know, uh, how would you like to come out to Sydney, Australia? Speak to six uh, six hundred entrepreneurs." He said, "Gary Vaynerchuk is going to be the keynote. Is going to be uh, one of the keynote speakers. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to speak, but he just got news he can't make it. I want you to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger and come speak at the event and headline it with Gary Vaynerchuk." Next thing you know, I did that. He paid me over $10,000 to make that happen. Uh, Glenn Twiddle, you know, that's how, I, you know, I had a goal to, um, 
meet, you know, Gary Vanderchuk and speak with him my whole life. I'd written that out every single morning. So it's like super cool that now that I get to speak with Gary V, but then I got to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then whenever I was in Sydney, Australia, that's whenever I got a national TV in front of 8 million people. I made $10,000 off that, got to hang out in Australia. The things that's happened after that because of the people in the audience, the influence I had there. And then Glenn Twiddle later on introduced me to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's how I went over to his house. So it all happened from the worst moment, like in this like depressive state that I had because I wasn't thinking about myself. And I said, you know what? Nothing's going good for me. Let me go do something good for somebody else. That's when the breakthrough happened. So I tell all you guys, if you guys are going through a tough time right now, number one, get excited because anytime I've ever been the lowest point in my life, that's whenever the next highest point happened. So get excited. When you're going through something, you're going to something. If you're on your way down, it's get ready. You're going right back up. Big things are about to happen. But the important part is you step out of your own selfish ways. And sometimes hard work is not the only answer. Yes, I worked hard and that's why I am where I am. But also, I didn't do that. I refrained from that and I went out and served people. So I made that my focus. So giving is uh, giving's the goal. Make that your focus. And when nothing's going good for you, go do something good for somebody else. Boom. I love it. I love it. So yeah, you met that guy Glenn and then you said he invited you to Australia. So when it comes to networking, I know that you've been able to meet tons and tons of people. What's been like your networking hacks or tips and tricks that you'd say when it comes to building relationships or just overall getting different opportunities from different people? Man, there's so many. It's just like, uh, you know, we we're assembling a sales team for Maddox Publishing right now. So we're all giving sales tips to each other. And maybe realize this morning, I was thinking, man, no one ever can master sales because you're learning something new every single day. And I feel like it's the exact same thing with networking every single day. Every time I talk to someone, I'm always figuring out a new secret and a new networking skill or something to do to, you know, uh, have more rapport with people, whatever that thing is. So every single day it's changing. Uh, but I'd say there's a couple of things. I think the first thing that I've really, uh, that I've learned is it's all about energy and enthusiasm. You know, way too many people think that they have to have amazing credibility. That's not always the number one key to networking with amazing people. Sometimes it's just having good energy. You yeah. know, when I'm at an event and I'm talking to someone, I'm not sitting there looking and saying, what can this person do for me? Can they promote Maddox Publishing? Are they going to buy Maddox Publishing? I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, does this person have good vibes and is it going to enhance my life? If the answer is yes, I'm going to keep talking to them. If the answer is no, then I'm going to figure out a way out, right? <laughs> That's how all successful people think. I was with Lewis House and I was in his house and uh, we had done like an interview and some different stuff like that at his house. And I was talking to him because he went on Ellen two times. He's interviewed all the top people. Like it's crazy, right? He has one of the number one podcasts in the world. You know, you know, Lewis, a lot of people do. Um, and the thing about Lewis is I asked him, I said, what's the number one key to networking? What, you know, you've talked to all these people. What's been the secret? He was like, you want to know the number one secret? And I was like, yeah, I want to know. How have you networked with all of these thousands of people uh, that are all like influencers, celebrities? He's interviewing the top tennis stars. He's interviewing, you know, top athletes, the top entrepreneurs, all these people. He said, the number one secret is that I have the biggest smile in the room. And I was like, Boom. what do you mean by that? Like, cause you know, it's not the most practical piece of advice. It's not like say this and everyone wants to meet you. But he's like, dude, honestly, when you have enthusiasm and good energy, people want to be connected with you. And I didn't understand it when he first told me, but the more I connect with these people, the more I realize that, you know, people always talk about positioning and that's important. At the end of the day, just having good energy and having good vibes, that's what people are looking for. So you have good vibes. And not only, first of all, will you connect with the influencers when you meet them, but good vibes always attracts those people to you to where it all falls into place. So mm. I'd say that's that's uh, one of the main networking tips that, that I'd give. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I like it. Especially with Lewis. I know I've been watching a lot of his podcasts, and he, he has some big people on his show. Yeah. And I feel like 
when it comes to networking, because I, I feel like that's for me has been super important for, in regards to meeting you. And now we've been able to connect multiple times in different places. I feel like just people that are listening, like networking, and I'm sure Caleb would agree, is like very critical to anything. I know that you've heard the oh, quote, like yeah. your network is your net worth. Not that cliche, but when it comes to just meeting people, my whole focus is like building a long-term relationship. And I feel like that's something me and Caleb have done over the last year, year and a half now. But the next question I want to get into, and this comes to just public speaking. I know I've seen your videos on stage, crushing it, high energy, high intensity. So when it comes to you as like a public speaker that gets paid thousands of dollars to speak in different places all over the world, what would be like your tips to someone wanting to get a public speaking gig or also for the people that already speak, like the on-stage mentality to really crush it on stage? Like what are some tips you give to people? Yeah, for sure. I think um so there's a lot that goes into it. I think number one, it's uh, a lot of patience. I know we kind of talked about this in the last podcast as well. So maybe some of you guys will also go check out the uh, the first episode yeah. that we did. A little plug back, Casey. Get the sure. numbers up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, I think I think it takes a lot of patience. I think a lot of people want it so quick. You know, like today I'm closing a deal for 30k. For you know, I, I texted you it was 25. It's going to be 30. Like so, I'm closing a speaking gig for 30k. We're going to go out to Cancun, Mexico. Uh, first class tickets paid for, right? It's going to be unbelievable. And everyone always like, dude, how do I get that? That sounds unbelievable. What you guys don't realize is I seriously did so much for free in the beginning. I did, uh, <laughs> I would like, like I, people wouldn't cover my travel, none of that. It was just straight up hustle and just being out there. I think it's patience. You got to be good enough. You know, it's the, the whole quote of like, be so good they can't ignore you. You know, my dad always told me that because I remember I had a friend who, had uh, like four scouts come to one of our games and was watching the scout, or sorry, was watching one of my friends on my team and you know during baseball because I grew up one of his shortstop for the Yankees, all that stuff. And I remember being so disappointed, Dad. Why is no one coming to uh, to my games? Or you know, why is no scouts coming to watch me? Why are they watching him? And my dad's like, you want to know why? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're not good enough. And I was like, dang, that's my dad, bro. What do you mean? But he's like, dude, I just got to be real with you. This kid deserves to have scouts. And you need to do what it takes to deserve ass scouts at your games. So I went in like intense freak mode hustle. And next thing you know, within a year and a half, I had scouts from the Yankees showing up, different colleges, D1, all these people at my games because I got so good that they, that they couldn't ignore me. So that's what I'm saying with speaking. Get so good. Refine your message so much. Build your brand so big that people come to you. I think that's, that's the main thing is just like have the hustle, have the nitty gritty. And so many people want the result, but they're not willing to do what it actually takes to get there. I think that's the problem. And then the next thing on a more practical level is um, also know your worth. And I said this before, but I'm telling you, the number one way to increase your net worth is to know your worth. You know, the reason people think I'm crazy, I charge 30K. Uh, first of all, we're doing a lot for this guy, so it's a little bit different. But um, people think it's crazy. It's 30K for a speech plus, you know, first class and come out and all this stuff. But I'm like, dude, I provide enough value where it's worth it. And at the end of it, every single time people are like, I would have paid more than what I paid to have Caleb come out. So yeah. be so good and also understand your worth at the exact same time and don't be afraid to, uh, to charge. I was on the phone yesterday with a 13 year old girl. Her name is Emily Shea and, uh, Emily's like flat out killing it. You know, she spoke with Tony yeah. Robbins. Like, you know, we used to be business partners. She sold $20,000 worth of her books at 11 years old. And I was talking to her and she was asking me like, how do I increase my prices? And I was like, you want to know how you increase them? She's like, yeah, I'm like increase your prices. Like, you know, when you're on the phone with people, just straight up say it. And next thing you know, she's in a meeting today with the CEO of Southwest. So how cool is that, right? So that's the, uh, that's the thing. You got to understand your worth. For sure. That's, that's dope. I, I think that's really practical for people because I even had some, I would say, deals where it's like you ask for something because you're confident with it and the people on the other end, they see the value. And I feel like a lot of people just 
aren't comfortable with not setting a price that they think is high, but they just don't know their worth. So another thing I want to touch on regarding just mentality, I know that you have a lot of viral videos and I also do a lot of different viral video marketing in my company. When it comes to you and like structuring out a message, especially for speech, but also for like social media content, what's like been your, I wouldn't say tips and tricks, but like your thought process when creating a video like to yeah. make it really go viral. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think there's three steps to create a viral video because I, I, I'm a very observant person, right? I'm always looking at, you know, watching my viral videos back, figuring out what are the things that happen. And I found there's three things that every single viral video has in common. Um, the first step to a viral video is number one, you have to get them to want to watch. I think that's really the first step. So that could be the title, the thumbnail, um, you know, the, uh, like even on Facebook, right? When it auto plays, the first five seconds, it has to be something catchy. Whatever that thing is, the colors, whatever it is, you number one have to get them to watch. So I think all of the videos that I've had, and obviously that sounds very, you know, like obvious, but at the end of the day, most people don't think that way. They don't think, how yeah. can I capture people's attention? Because there's so much content out there, and you know that, Casey. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of stuff being put out, or millions of stuff being put out every single day. You have to stand out among the pack. So I'm always thinking, what's the best title? What's the best thumbnail? Whatever that thing is. So I want to get them to watch. Number two is you have to get them to want to keep watching. So this happens, you know, through the actual content, uh, making sure the music is good, the editing is good, the camera yeah. quality is good. Most importantly, forget all of that. All of that could be out of the the gate. There's only one thing you really need, and that's the content's good. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, there could be, a, it's like Gary Vee says, there could be, a, you know, uh, someone may only want to watch a cat video for one minute, but someone may want to watch a Star Wars movie for seven hours. Yeah. It's all about the quality of content. Your content has to be so good that it captivates people and has them want to continue to watch it and not end it. And that's the thing. My watch times on my videos are insane because I know how to tell a story. Uh, like, that's the thing that, that I'm most proud of is, like, I've seen some of my other uh, people. I was talking to someone in Vegas last week, uh, and they have a video with, like, I think it's 16 million views and they're actually it's 20 million views. They have like a couple, a little bit more than me on mine. One that has like 20 million. Um, and their watch time is, so, is like literally a third of what mine is. Okay. That's because I know how to tell a story, captivate, and you really gotta, you gotta, you, it's, it's a craft and something you gotta get good at, but, um, you gotta get them want to keep watching. And the final thing is you gotta want, gotta get them to want their friends to watch. And that's one of the most important things. So that comes from a call to action. You know, every single viral video I've ever had, I've always said at the end, or I've had, I've had in the title, share if you agree. And yep. uh, I don't know why, but, but just people think, share if you agree, do I agree? Yeah, and then they share it, right? So it's like how the, the mindset works. Um, or, you know, another thing is, all, at the end of every single one of my viral videos, I always try to say my best quote for last, because what I found is people will listen to that last quote, and they'll judge the entire video based on that last thing they heard. Yeah, and they'll sit there with the outro music and, like, the recap with the text or whatever I have, yep. And uh, they'll just think about that one thing I just said. And then they'll, you know, be like, yeah, it's good. And they'll share it. But if it's bad, then they're going to be like, they waste the entire video. You can say something good in the middle. It's not going to make them want to share. So the whole middle is just to keep them watching. But the end, it's really like the power needs to come at the end. Your best story, your best thing. And that's what they're going to kind of like bask in and sit for a second and think about sharing it. So I think those are the three steps. Getting to watch, getting them to keep watching, and get them to want to uh, have their friends watch it. That's what all of my viral videos have had in common. That's and after that, and you're going viral like crazy. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think definitely with like the emotional connection, like the last first five and last five are the most critical time frames of the entire video that I've seen for research and stuff. But last thing before we wrap it up, top three productivity tips that kind of just keep you focused in the zone, just on your day to day stuff that you kind of do, but then like giving someone a piece of value you think would be super important. 
Yeah, for sure. I think uh, number one is having a lot of routines. You know, a lot of people, they kind of, they're very sporadic. I always say they have the meh mindset, not the mission mindset, right? They, they wake up and they're like, meh, it's another day. And they kind of just go about it. You need to have a mission. So, you know, I, I have morning routine. I have what I do. Um, and I think that's so important. Just opening up your day, uh, with like a plan in mind, having like a specific ritual you follow, whether that be working out, writing out your goals, whatever it is. I think that's super huge, getting the momentum going. Cause when you have that momentum, you can't stop anything. Yeah. You know, it's like John Maxwell talks about, he talks about how, uh, you know, if you have a train and it's going fast enough, uh, and there's a four, you know, foot wide brick wall, that train can bust through that because it has momentum that's going to it. But if you have a train and there's a one inch thick wall, but the train is stopped, it can't break through it because it, you know, yeah. it stopped itself. So you need that momentum. So I think that's step one is really mastering your mornings. I think the next thing is something I actually learned from a billionaire. I was, uh, with the 20 year old billionaire I was talking about, man. <laughs> The legend, the, the OG. Um, I was sitting down with this 20 year old billionaire and I was in his office and I asked him, I said, how do I become a billionaire by 28? And he gave me a couple, a couple of reasons, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Casey. Yeah. Um, but then the, the, one of the main things he said is he said, you know what I would do if I were you is I'd follow the rule of five. And I was like, okay, what's that? He's like, if you want to become a billionaire, you need to set a goal of how much money you want to make by when or whatever that thing is. And you need to wake up every single morning and you are actually before bed, you know, have like write the list and wake up every morning looking at it and write out what are five things I need to do today to get closer to that goal. And this literally follow those five things and do those five things every single day. My problem with most people is they're not daily. You know, I would say like you have streaks on Snapchat, but you need streaks in your life. You know, like every single day it's consistency. So for me, that's been huge is like, what are five things I can do today? And then just doing those things. Because it's like a, you know, it's like a tree. You know, if you have a tree sitting there, if you wake up every morning and you chop it five times, I don't care. You know, if you do that every single day, I don't care who you are, how strong you are. Eventually the tree is going to fall. That may take 40 years. It may take six days, but if you do it every single day, it's going to fall. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So for me, that's been huge is like having found the rule of five and every morning saying, here's five things I want to get done today. Did you hit those? By the end of the night, you feel good. You're closer to your goal. And literally, here's how I treat my days. Here's another productivity thing. I was talking with my boy Ryan O'Donnell, who's yeah. a, a genius marketer. We were, t- we were talking about you the other day, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and me and Ryan were talking about how, what if we treated our life? What if we took our life and then we took our days? And what if we treated each day as if it was a mini life? Okay? And you wake up, you're born. When you go to bed, you die. What can you do in that day that makes that life productive, unbelievable, fun, you treated every single day like a like your like a whole life. Every single day would be better. So like wake up and say, you know what? Like I'm not gonna waste this this one this like life I have. Yes, you have another one tomorrow, but I'm not gonna waste this life I have today. So if every day you just kind of sit there and think, this is a new life. What can I do to maximize it the most today? What can I do to use it? And if by the time you die every single day or go to bed, mm-hmm. if you have that mindset, uh, then you shouldn't be sitting there and having regret. You should be like, listen, I got this done. Yeah. I feel good you know, ready for the next day. And that's, that's, that's how, uh, that's how I kind of have my mindset every day. Be, be getting closer. I love it. I love it. So that being said, what's the best place for people to find you? Whether that be for the book publishing, social media, where can people communicate with you the best? Yeah, for sure. I'll give two things. You already know what I'm going to say, Casey. Uh, number one is Instagram. Hit me up on Instagram at Caleb Maddox. Give me a follow. I'd appreciate it. Get the numbers up. You know how that goes. But most importantly, I just want to connect with you guys. Um, we did a podcast, the, the first one we did together on the rise of the young. Man, yep. the rise of the young man. It's an honor to be on here. But the first one that we did, uh, I, I said to mention me and their story, and I had dozens, and do- I still get it to this day, <laughs> mentioning me, saying that they listened to the podcast. 
that's like my favorite thing. Whenever people mention me on their story on Instagram at Caleb Maddox, it's so cool. I followed a lot of you guys. I sent personal videos to like every one of you. There's not a single one of you who mentioned me who I didn't respond to. So like I'm just saying, screenshot that you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, whatever it is, screenshot it, take a picture of it, and uh, go ahead and go to your story uh, on Instagram and post that in your story and mention me at Caleb Maddox and at Casey Adams one on Instagram, both verified by the way, <laughs> the check mark. And uh, we'll connect there. And I'm looking forward to, to connect with you guys, following some of you guys. And the final place I'll say is, um, yes, check out more about Maddox Publishing. We're on a mission. Like I said, Maddox Publishing is all about uh, is all about impact. You know, we're proud because it's not like we're selling refrigerators. We're selling something that's going to change people's lives, um, help people get their book out there. And, you know, if you even have the slightest desire to write a book, say you don't even have a desire to write a book, say you just have a desire to increase your impact and income, then I'm telling you right now, you need to write a book. And the number way to do that is the Maddox Publishing. We'll help you guys out. So MaddoxPublishing.com, M-A-D-D-I-X, Publishing.com. I love it. So that being said, everyone, please make sure you screenshot this, post on your story, tag both of us, as well as if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you drop a review, subscribe. And that being said, I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.